What's going on, Steelers Nation Radio? Welcome to another edition of the Steelers Blitz here on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. On today's episode of Steelers Blitz, Motes and I will catch up with our buddy Brian Backo, as we always do on a Thursday of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette with all the things that have been ongoing since we last spoke to the Batman. We also are going to get into a 25 and under conversation here. Uh, NFL.com put out an article, best players in the NFL 25 and under. What do Moats and I think? How are the Steelers represented on that list? But we start today with the disappointing news that it'll be another summer without the Steelers in Latrobe. Here we go. This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur. Oh, no, wrong button. Euler and Motes are on the air. This is the Steelers Blitz on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. I mean, all right, before I do the fancy intro, did you like that there? Sometimes you just got to steer into the skid, right? Sometimes... Sometimes when you make a mistake, you just got to embrace it. You got to laugh at it. Whoops, I hit the wrong button, and you just keep it moving. See, I know you, you like drums. You like to play piano, Arthur Motes. Um, it was like if you were playing a recital as a kid, right? Like they tell you if you miss a note or you mess up, don't stop and go back. Just keep it going. And that's what we're Hey, I don't know what you're talking about. No, what, what mistake? That's not a mistake. Those are beautiful butterflies. We're going to throw some beautiful birds right here. You know, that's so where I'm going with it. Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler. It is the Steelers Blitz. What's going on, SNR? We are rocking and rolling here at a high noon on Thursday afternoon. Some technical faux pas to start the show, but we're rocking and rolling here as we always are. You know where to find us if you want to get involved on the show on a Twitter.com. Involved with the show, excuse me. I'm all kinds of rattled here now. Involved with the show. Uh, that, of course, is on the Twitter.com at Wesley Euler at TheBody52. TheBody. Motsi, what's up, cousin? Man, I'm living my best life, man. How we doing over there, baby? You good? Fantastic. You sure you good, the, man? I've got the about to go on vacation glow over here. Hey, Motes. nothing wrong with that, baby. Few nothing hours, wrong few with hours that. from now, I'm hopping on a plane out to Denver, Colorado, uh, staying with one of my bet, my wifey and I, staying with one of my best friends, nice. um, and his wife as well too, out there. First time I've been to Colorado since I think I was. 12 or 13 years old, Dude, so it's been a long, a long vibe, time. Uh, first time they've been out there now for a little over two years. Okay. First time we've been out to see them since they moved out there, obviously with, with COVID yeah, these last true, you know, We true. had plans to see them last summer, but that fell through. So I got I got that I got that pre-vacation glow, Motsi. I'm hey, man, fired up. I'm in a good mood. Listen, you got pre-vacation glow. I got pre is my weekend glow. So either <laughs> way, baby, we glowing up in here. But yeah, man, this it, is perfect day to travel. Perfect time to go to Colorado as well, man. Yes, it Definitely is. Definitely will enjoy yourself, man. Thank you, partner. Thank you. And you know I'll come back with some tales, some stories hey now. Hey next now. week, as always. Um, so while I should say I'm in a good mood about that, obviously, uh, anytime you're taking some time off, going to see some friends, that always puts a little pep in your step. There was some disappointing, there was some bummer news uh, released this morning in terms of Steelers land, Arthur Motes. And that uh, came in a statement uh, from our guy, Burt Lawton, Steelers uh, spokesman, Steelers director, I think it's director of communications, Correct. official title. Mm-hmm. Um, Burt Lawton stating uh, and the Steelers announcing on their social media platforms that this will be the second straight summer that the Steelers will not be holding their training camp 
in Latrobe. The statement reads, and I quote, we are disappointed we won't be holding our 2021 training camp at St. Vincent College in Latrobe, Pennsylvania. We, will prepare, we were prepared to safely host training camp on campus with fans, but unfortunately our plan was not approved due to the NFL's COVID-19 protocols. We will now have training camp, which is slated to begin in late July, split between Heinz Field and the UPMC Rooney Sports Complex. Once our practice schedule is finalized, we will announce plans to host fans at Heinz Field for a select number of practices. We appreciate the support of St. Vincent College and the Latrobe community, and we look forward to returning to campus in 2022. End quote. And Motsi, rightfully so, um, Steelers, Steelers fans are disappointed. Oh, yeah, I can see that, man. Well, it just comes off as a little bit inconsistent. You obviously see the Cowboys, they were approved to do their uh, off-site California, yeah, California uh, was it La-, La Jolla, right? I, I believe so. Do, yeah. Is that do you know where? Is that northern, that's southern, southern, that's, southern that's California? Southern Cal, okay. Yeah, okay. But uh, or no, excuse me, not in La Jolla. They're they're in Bajo, which is like closer to Mexico, but it's still like okay. Southern California. Okay. Yeah. But um, that was the biggest thing. I just thought it was a little bit inconsistent. Now I'm sure we the details of it from the NFL standpoint could be as simple as California you still have people deciding on vaccines vaccines versus non-vaccinations whereas at St. Vincent it's a religious based college and we know that that does a lot people to have exemptions in terms of vaccination status and things like that so the NFL could be just taking it as more of a precaution and saying that hey regardless of who's vaccinated or not we don't want to put those guys in that type of position right there. That's what I was trying to just think of yeah. in terms of just, like, taking a step back on it. Sure. But either way, it's very unfortunate, man. I. It's very clear in the statement, right, that the, the Steelers' hands are kind of tied here, mm-hmm. right? That this this decision, let's say, came from, from above the franchise. Yes. It, it's, I think it's very clear in the first paragraph of that statement I, 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 but then right, cause so so my immediate thought was, and and you know this better than I do. You were you were a part of it, that that hill at Latrobe, right, where 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 you guys go and walk yeah. to practice and everything that is lined with. I mean, if you haven't been there, I'm not exaggerating. That's a beautiful Thousand, scene, man. Thousands of yeah. fans every day. Um, well, okay, maybe if it's terrible weather, maybe, maybe, you know, maybe it's, it's it's a thousand fans, but it's thousands of fans every day, and to say a thousand plus. At practice. At practice. Just remember oh, that. that's that's easy. Just and, and sometimes that. it's two, three thousand on, on the nice weekend days I'm, when the I've weather's seen the, the, the weather's sun The shining. grand event. Oh, this is the big spectacle. Only have a couple of hundred people. Yeah. At the NFL level. Yes. That's like, like a like a like a thousand fans is a light day in Latrobe. Like, it's, yeah, it's easily it's, a light it's, day. It's usually yeah. closer to two or three thousand. Easily. Um, and like I said, particularly when practice is on a Saturday or Sunday and it's mm-hmm. you know eighty some degrees outside and not a cloud in the sky. Uh, on the hill in Latrobe is the place to be. And so I started to think, okay, you know they they don't want the thousands of fans all ca- you know clamoring for autographs as the players are walking down the hill and all those things. And if you've been there and you know the scenes that I'm describing. Uh, you you understand it's a very kind of close proximity situation, albeit outdoors at the same time as well. Outdoorsy, outdoorsy. But then I got to thinking, Muds, that that's not enough enough of a reason, right? Because one, you could just block that area off and not let fans there. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's real simple to do. You just have you guys walk down the steps and down the hill, and you don't let fans go back there where they can have that close contact to ask for autographs and, and try and get pictures and, and things of that nature. 
it also says in the statement that they are that they are trying to that they will announce plans to host fans at Heinz Field for a select number of practices. So it's not just a sweeping NFL no fans at practice, Correct. no fans at training camp thing. And I I think again, like you said, the inconsistency that is understandably where where I'm sure the Steelers are frustrated. And again, a lot of the reaction of the fan base is is vitriol towards the NFL. <laughs> That's a nice way to put it right there, but. <clears throat> yeah, man, with the NFL, you know, it, it's going to be interesting to just see how that dynamic plays out Um, in terms of, like I said, with St. Vincent College being more of a, a religious-based college, we know what exemptions they are allotted. Now, I'll yep. be interested to see with Buffalo because they go to St. John Fisher typically, and that, if I remember correctly, is not a religious-based college. So it would be interesting to see if they get that approval or not because if so, well, then we might be able to start putting together – the piece of this puzzle to make it make sense. But right now, right. the sample side, we, don't, we just don't have enough examples of what is allowed versus what is not allowed because not a lot of teams even go away for training camp anymore. It was about five teams that were realistically doing it prior to COVID. And now, obviously, we know with that taking place, it's put a damper on it even more so. So that's the part where I'm just like, all right, who, who are the other teams that, that typically go away yeah. for camp? Well, TC tweets us here. And says the Chiefs are holding their camp at a college campus. Mm-hmm. I, I I believe I've seen that from some other Steelers and fans. Which, which college is it though? Do you know the name? I of can it? give me half a second here. We can yeah. find out. Because to me, that's the bi- I think that's the biggest difference. Whether we're pro vaccination or not, the NFL wants players and people vaccinated that are around them. We saw that firsthand, like we talked about at minicamp. So knowing that. If you are at a religious school, you have a legitimate way to say, I'm not getting vaccinated. I think that's the part where, you know, it's, it's, it's that little disconnect. Chiefs announced 2021 training camp will return to St. Joseph College. Yes, yeah, I don't know. On Wednesday, the Chiefs officially announced their return to St. Joseph, Missouri. Oh, sorry. That's the name of the town. St. Joseph, Missouri and the Missouri Western State University campus. That sounds like one of those universities I make up when we talk about who plays Alabama. Missouri Western State University. That sounds like when I say North Central Tennessee, Community College College University. What do we know about that? Uni- what do we know about that university though? Is that a religious-based university? <laughs> Missouri Western State University. Well, Arthur Motes, I can tell you everything about them. They have an enrollment of exactly. Uh, give me half a second here because I was we say, do come have, on, it ain't hard for the Google to load it up, Google. man. Uh, hey. It's a small school. Kind of yeah. looks similar, honestly, to St. Vincent. Uh-huh. Uh, five, just a little over five thousand students yep. enrolled on campus. Uh, undergraduate enrollment, just a little over four thousand. And it's a public university, so mm. I would imagine it probably does not have a religious yeah. affiliation. Whereas with uh, St. Vincent, it's a private university. If I'm, or excuse me, not even, it's, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah, a private yeah. college. It's yeah, a private I, college. I say, yeah, yeah. I was going to say university, yeah, university. Private yeah. college. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, there, there are a lot of moving parts with this, but you know what? You just touched on something else too, that I think is, uh, it, it kind of, I did the, the groove, the light bulb moment. Eh, 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 eh. You said the, you, you talk about the vaccination stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Didn't we hear, haven't we heard over the last week, Mm -hmm. the Steelers are one of two teams in the NFL that have hit that 85% plateau? No, no, no. Not the the professional teams, though. Oh, you just mean in terms of the fans and and the volunteers and the workers and the other people that are on campus. Everywhere else, you think about all these other campuses, right? If if it's considered a public university, if they say that, hey, we want the people that are going to be in attendance here to be vaccinated, they can do that and be fine. Whereas at St. Vincent College... 
they have a legitimate therapeutic excuse in terms of when they say, hey, for religious purposes, think about everybody where we've seen mandatory vaccinations or not, unless you have a medical reason or religious exemption. That is why I think with St. Uh, Vincent, they get the red flag a little bit because of that. They, that's the one outlier compared to the Cowboys and compared to Kansas City right now as we're still gathering this information. Mm. Now, like I said, Buffalo, that's the one I want to see because St. John Fisher, I don't remember if it was a religious-based college or not, but that'll be another one where if it is and they get a similar result as we did, well, now we know for a fact they're just shying away from this. They don't want to take the chance of – be having you know the teams be around universities where they don't have to have those guys fully vaccinated like that. I I, I want to hear from you guys on this. Yeah. The power grid, the megawatts. I am I am I am not naive enough to think that you are as tranquilo as Arthur Motes and I are right now. <laughs> we're, we're we're disappointed. I I well full transparency. It, it does make life a little bit easier on us from a broadcasting standpoint. But we are disappointed. I thrive to, in the adversity. We, I don't know what you're exactly. referring to. We are, we are disappointed not to be seeing Steeler Nation, not to be shaking hands and kissing babies out at Latrobe this summer. I know you guys are honked off. I know for a lot of you it's been a, it's been a family summertime tradition. This is now the second straight year you haven't get to haven't uh, or you won't get a chance to do so. And and maybe you're thinking at Latrobe you won't at Latrobe yes. exactly. I was just going to say we maybe, got some Hinesfield yeah, action. Maybe but you're, at maybe you're thinking Hinesfield action and that'll be cool. And hey, uh, uh, for a lot of people they don't get a bunch of opportunities to go to Hinesfield. That will be cool in its own right. But again, there is something unique, so unique, so special about what the Steelers do out in Latrobe and have done out there. All as our buddy, I can hear our buddy Wolf screaming in my ear right now. <laughs> all six Lombardi trophies that the Steelers have won uh, have started in Latrobe, Pennsylvania, on the campus mm-hmm. of St. Vincent College. Latrobe, put some respect on it. But I know for a lot of you, the diehard black and gold fans mm-hmm. out there, you're seeing what's going on with the Chiefs and the Cowboys being allowed to have theirs elsewhere. You remember last year when it feels like the Steelers got jerked around from a schedule standpoint, right? And the Tennessee game was rescheduled. Uh-huh. Was it, or Baltimore game. Baltimore, Baltimore but, but game Tennessee was rescheduled was, we, we a million We all got times. rescheduled a couple times, man. And the bye week man. was moved around. Yeah. I know you're honked off and, yeah. you're, and you're thinking right and you're saying to yourself right now, this is just another example how the NFL hates the Steelers. Yeah. We are here for you to vent. Absolutely. All right. Venting session is open on Twitter at Wesley Euler at the Body Fifty Two. The Body. I, I know some of you are thinking too. Again, the Steelers are supposedly one of the two teams in the NFL that has hit that eighty-five percent COVID mm-hmm. threshold and has had protocols mm-hmm. allowed to be relaxed. And this is how the league repays us. This is uh, what you do. You know where to uh, to find us on the Twitter.com to vent your frustrations. This is one that we want to hear from you on for sure today. Get it off your chest. Our buddy Thrash says it's because the NFL hates the Steelers and loves to make it so much harder on them. It'll be that much sweeter when they win the Super Bowl in February. It's because the NFL is ran by PFF, and we know they don't like us either. Huh. Huh. I'm with you on that one. Yeah. Huh. We'll get to those tweets as they roll in. Speaking of PFF, uh, Arthur Motes, this is kind of a – I'll say PFF type thing that NFL.com did uh, earlier. But no, 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 NFL.com, no. they do it the right this way. This week, earlier PFF, this week. PFF, they don't do it the right that way. That is true. So we're uh, not going to disrespect NFL like that. It's something that you and I have done over the summers. You know, we, we've we kind of called it our, our uh, like franchise 
cornerstones concept, if you will. Um, guys who, you know, still have two contracts left in front of them. Guys who you think are going to play for another six or seven years um, right in that sweet spot. The NFL uses 20, NFL.com uses 25, 25 and, under. and under. Last year when we did it, I believe you and I used 26 and under because we talked about how there's a lot of 26-year-olds who still haven't gotten their second NFL mm-hmm. contract yet. TJ Watt would be one mm-hmm. of those guys. Um, and I, I almost said a bad word. I dang sure think that TJ Watt is a franchise cornerstone so let's look at this, Arthur Motes, and we'll put, let's let's say we'll do half here. We'll do mm-hmm. we'll do one side of the football here, and then yep. we'll take a break. We'll talk to our buddy Brian Backo, then we'll do the other side hey, of the man. football. Does that sounds sound good, good to me, you? man. So we're gonna start where Arthur Motes wants on the offensive side of the football, of course. Mm-hmm. That's what I was hoping. No, I'm just kidding. Come oh, on, man. I, I was gonna start on the defensive side of the no, football because I like Lamar Jackson better. You know what? All right, let's do that. Yeah. Let's start on the offensive side of the football. Uh, and, and I love the fact that it said at 25 and under because he, once again, is still, still, 24. still 24. So out of all the people that trash about me, I'm like, bro, 24 years old. He's still younger than Joe Burrow right now. And that is crazy. That's, just think that about is, that, man. That, when you think about, that way, my man that has an MVP, two playoff insane. appearances, one playoff victory, and he's younger than Joe Burrow. Three playoff appearances. Three playoff Don't appearances, but one victory. Yeah, 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 three, one victory. Three playoffs, one victory, one victory. yep. yep. 20, yeah. that is that, a, a league MVP. You put it like that, it's crazy. And he's younger than Joe Burrow. So the way the NFL NFL.com does it is to be eligible, you have to be twenty five or younger than twenty five when the season starts. Correct. So you could be twenty five in season. Correct. But not before the season starts. Mm-hmm. Well, so, you, you have to be twenty. You have to be under twenty five before September fifth. I think it was was the date they had up there. Yes, September ninth. Oh, September ninth. Okay. Right yep, yep. Yep. So they have Lamar Jackson, and again. I think we would all talk about uh, Patrick Mahomes just turned 25, I believe, or turns 25 in mm-hmm. early September. So he is disqualified from their list. I think we can all agree in terms of the young cornerstone quarterbacks, mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes is the guy. Nope, He's- nope, not at, not at under 25. He's not. Nope. <laughs> it's that simple. And I'm glad they said that because I knew people like you. Mahomes, okay. Mahomes. Nope. Let's 25 Mahomes, and under. I was going to say, let's, 25 it, it, and under. It makes it more fun if you take Mahomes out of absolutely. the equation. Well, it takes him out. It takes Josh Allen out as well. It takes Josh yeah, Allen, which, which absolutely. makes it really interesting yeah. because it feels like those two would be the surefire right. guys. Those are the easy ones. So, so it's like, let's get to this point where it's going to so be a little bit more there's of There's Lamar. Uh-huh. There's Joe Burrow. Kyler Murray as there's well. There's Kyler Murray. There's Justin Herbert. Mm-hmm. Baker is out of that equation. Baker is out of that yeah, equation. Baker's too Although old. Although we ain't got no love for that guy. Uh, uh, you could throw Trevor Lawrence into the mm-hmm. conversation as well, too. I don't yeah, think man. you and I have talked about that and how we don't really do that with those guys. But, you know, Trevor Lawrence is at that age as well, too. I it, think it the, does sound like he's grown up. He's at that age. He's at that age, <laughs> too. <laughs> he's still insanely young, right? Because he was a three and, yeah, a three and done man. at Clemson. So he's yeah. 21 or 22. So if he, has a great, if he has a great rookie year, he'll be in this conversation next year for oh, sure. for a fact he will. Uh, Lamar, Burrow, and Herbert feel like the big three to me. Is that Absolutely. fair? Is that fair in, in this conversation? But I feel like you still got to have Kyler Murray in there if you're going to yeah, have you Herbert what, in right. there. I, you yeah. know what? You're right. I, I think that's fair, too. Cool. See, <laughs> it's a little you know dicey, me, right? You know, Mozi. <laughs> I, I was leaning a little bit towards Herbert, <laughs> but I also we've said mm. before you can't crown a guy off of one year. I thought you do that all the time, though, man. When you consider you, you his told age, me Baker Mayfield was the man a couple years no, ago. Would you stop it. You said, now, man, listen, I saw him I plant give, that flag, I and I just Lamar, knew it was the guy. I give Lamar Jackson more respect than most out there in Steeler Nation. <laughs> Baker Mayfield, I've disliked that guy before Steeler Nation. This is true. Because every fall he used to come to Morgantown and rip my heart out and stamp on it at the 50-yard line just like he used to plant that flag in Columbus. Um, 
I, I, I would get, I, I would, I would, I would give the Lamar the edge here. But it's, a, it's an interesting. Like there are, there are four is, very, dude. there are four very deserving candidates. It is, and I feel like it's interesting because with Joe Burrow, right? He I was, was just gonna say if Joe he would have finished his rookie season, we right. might be singing a different tune. Because I think Joe Burrow, if he finishes that rookie season, it was gonna look similar or probably better than what Justin Herbert did. But for me, the only reason I still would have Lamar rated ahead of those guys is when you look at what Lamar has been able to do compared to what those two guys have been able to do. The Playoffs M- every year. I mean, for, I about to say the league MVP speaks volumes right there. Mm-hmm. We talked about it's going to be Hall of Fame quarterbacks that don't have one of those on their resume. Benjamin Roethlisberger. But when you talk about your first three seasons at the helm, even though we know that first season when he took over, he didn't even have it for him. He still has led three teams to the playoffs. One of those seasons, he actually got a victory in the playoffs. That was this past season. Huge step for him. So, for me, I look at Joe Burrow. I look at Justin Herbert. As great as they played that first year, I think of them in that same vein of when Lamar won MVP. We said, man, he looked great. But when the postseason hit, performance wasn't there. What they did in the regular season is cute. But we know how we judge quarterbacks. And if we keep that energy for Lamar Jackson, That's we true. definitely going to keep it for Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert. So until guys who haven't even so been there, so until we see them yeah, even get to that dance, like great point. I'm not, I can't put them ahead of a guy that is currently doing it in that same age group, baby. Yeah, no, it's a great point by you, Arthur Motes, and, and I'm with you. I, I again, it's it's a worthy conversation because if we're talking Lamar's just a better passer, well then sure you go with those guys. But if we're talking about who wins games, who has impact along with hardware, along with team success. I mean, those are the key areas of how we judge players, right? 100%. We say, what do you do as an individual? What are the accolades you have as an individual? Then what does your team look like? Regular season success, postseason success. We don't even like to talk about Lamar's regular season success because of how gaudy it looks at times, right? Only we- <laughs> player in NFL history. To have over 7,000 yards, yeah. over 2,500 rushing yards in his first three years. We, we, we love to just ignore his regular season and, and hop straight the postseason. That's what we do in Pittsburgh because from Pittsburgh we, we got we to deflect. Right. That's what we do. But if we're really— I hate purple too. Yeah, I'm about to say, we really going to break this thing down, yeah. baby? It's like, how do you not see him he's right here, man? Joe Burrow. You look at the wins. You look at everything that he's done. It's hard not to. That's it. I concur. But I Unfortunately, know, we, we can. This is another one I know the Power Grid's got takes on, so let us know what you think on the Twitter.com. Under 25 quarterback in the National Football Man, League. that's spicy right there. Ooh-wee. Running back position, Arthur Motes, they listed two, and this is going to cause a little controversy oh, amongst our, our listeners yeah. as well because we know we've got some, we've got some Nittany Lions amongst our, our listener base out there. Mm-hmm. But I tell you what, there's some stinking good young running backs this in the NFL right now. Uh, NFL.com goes with Jonathan Taylor and Josh Jacobs mm-hmm. leaving out Saquon Barkley. Your thoughts, uh, Mr. Motes? Josh Jacobs is still only 23. That's yeah, crazy. It's nuts, bro. That, and let's be real. Josh crazy. Jacobs has been balling his first couple years in the NFL. Even with the quote-unquote slowed-down version, mm-hmm. right? He still has been doing his name, man. Mm-hmm. But, the problem is this. Even with Saquon's injury, his peak in those first two, yeah. it's just like, man. It's tough for me to leave Saquon off How do you, list. like, I feel like Josh is a really good player without a doubt. I feel like Jonathan Taylor is a really good player. Yes. But if I have to knock one of these guys off, I'm probably going to go Jonathan Taylor because Josh at least done it has done it for multiple years That's now. true. <clears throat> but to not mm. have Saquon Barkley up here, 
ACL injury or not, we know when he has been healthy, the numbers speak for himself. Yeah, he's just a freak. The numbers speak for itself, baby. I mean, what, what, I'm trying and to, I think too, right? Like, what he had that put, first year, put man. Put Saquon Barkley in Jonathan Taylor's situation, and you and I love Jonathan Taylor. Mm-hmm. But put Saquon Barkley behind that offensive line, you know, with Frank Reich commanding that go, offense. Bro. Look, look, Saquon his first year rushing, first year in 2018, man. By the way, All Pro, right? 1300 yards on the ground, 11 touchdowns. Dude still had 91 receptions, 721 yards. There with another four. Yeah. Like, bro, those my, are no, those are numbers. And that was as a rookie, like. That's that's crazy. That he is. was almost literally he almost had a thousand rushing and almost a hundred receiving, a uh, hundred catches out the backfield, like nine catches short of that. Crazy. Like that is nuts. Yeah, nuts. Yeah, then he pa- then he turns around the following year and still goes for a grand on the ground, six tutties, then another fifty two receptions with four hundred thirty eight yards. Now fifty two receptions for a running back is more normal. That ninety two, you talking about wide receivers? It's, it's wide receivers out here that's not getting a hundred catches. <laughs> So for me, man, it's just like it's so hard to not have a guy that was the offensive rookie of the year, that was a that was a Pro Bowler as well, that we've seen his impact when healthy on at times a horrendous yes. Giants team. Yes, that offensive line, the Daniel Jones early on scenarios, like for Saquon to have been able to do what he's been doing, that that's crazy. Yeah, I, I so I gotta keep I gotta have him on the list, man. I am with you, Arthur Motes. Now, what they did here with the wide receivers is interesting. Uh, two wide receivers and a flex is mm-hmm. is how they broke it down here. They go AJ Brown, Justin Jefferson, and DK Metcalf. And my goodness, a, not a single one of those guys is even twenty four years old, dude. <laughs> I love it. The wide receiver position in the oh NFL this, this might the not ever be right deeper. Now, in, in terms of top end talent, <laughs> we can argue different eras until we're blue in the right. face. In terms of depth, though, right now, Arthur Moses, it's stacked. insane. Yes, indeed, man. It's insane. And and Justin Jefferson, you and I have sung his praises. He might be a top five wide receiver yeah. in the entire National you Football know, League. The thing that was funny to me as you're reading off these receivers. And I hear DK Metcalf at flex. You initially think, like, how can he be your flex at under 25? This is blasphemy. But Justin Jefferson, it's like, yo, Justin Jefferson is a better wide receiver than DK Metcalf right now. DK, obviously, he gives you the big play capabilities, and we know what he does in that Seattle offense. But on a play-in, play-out basis, Justin is the better receiver. The better route runner, the the more consistent hands. Like, Yeah. yeah, it's no debate. I like them having AJ ahead of Justin just because AJ has done it longer. He's done it longer. That, that's about the it's only the one year thing man. with Justin yes. Jefferson. But man, my goodness! But you talk about a one year, <laughs> dude. That one year, that was scary. Fourteen hundred receiving yards. That's the most by a wide receiver in the Super Bowl era as a rookie, dude. That's, that's nuts. Like, and not Moss, not Odell, not and, AB, and again, not Julio. Like that's he crazy. He's 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 got a he's got a B B plus quarterback, right? Like he doesn't have a terrible quarterback. He doesn't have a great quarterback. B plus high end for for Kirk. Yeah, Let, yeah. Let's be real about it. He's a B. Yeah. He's he's a he's a he's a B. He's never gonna play as C minus. He's gonna be <laughs> B B plus. That, that's what he is. Right. Um. We I, we haven't seen a rookie like Justin Jefferson since Odell Beckham Jr. burst onto the scene. Yeah, bro. Um. And and. And still, what, it, it, and Odell, still, Odell was more because, like, the moment, that catch. But yep. still, like, Justin, oh, my goodness, dude. Justin's yep. different, man. There's not – like, I was looking at this last night. You and I were texting about this, and I – there's I, I, I think those are the three. You can let us know on Twitter if we're missing someone, but I think those are the three. I know – Maybe some people say Chase Claypool, but not not Chase, not yet. Like who, which of those three are you which taking of those off for three, Chase? Yeah, and, and other than Justin, Justin Jefferson, Jefferson, they've Jefferson's, done it for more than one right. year. 
in Jefferson's year last year. And, and, and even in the debate between Justin versus Chase, it's like Chase had the total touchdowns, but they yes. still weren't even all receiving touchdowns 1, either. 1,500 receiving right. touchdowns. And then you look at just, like you said, man, the consistency throughout and, the season. And to be fair, Justin Jefferson's doing that on another offense that has a lot of mouths to feed too. He's got Dude, Adam he Thielen Adam out there. Thielen. He's got Dalvin Cook in the backfield. Yeah. Like, it's not like he's the only one on that offense. Um, because Man. Chase has that too. I mean, there's the the, the yes. you got to share the ball in the Pittsburgh offense, but the Vikings do that same thing too. Again, though, Mozi, I think we could all agree the wide receiver position is in a. We're adding Jamar Chase and Devonta Smith to this. The wide receiver position is in a great. I'm spot. just trying to think who who else do we have up here this that we could be overlooking? Like one of those Alabama guys, Rugs, or or one of those guys, um, Judy. But I hold on. Let me see. Let me see. Am I forgetting someone? No. I don't think so. Because you're not putting Juju in that conversation with those guys right there. Deontay either. Tyreek is too old. Tyreek's too old. Uh, Terry McLaurin, he's too old. Yep. I think those are the Dude. three. Those, those are four. Curtis Samuel's not in that conversation. CeeDee Lamb, nah. No. Mm-mm. Nope. Dude, yeah, I think I think that's it, man. I think that's it. If we miss somebody, though, let us know on Twitter because we— Because T. Higgins, but T. still wasn't no, like— Yeah, he not, like that those, not, like, not like those three. Uh, it's The wide receiver position is in a good spot because Moats just named a bunch of other studs as well, Like, too. I'm still going down. I'm like, Corey Davis, too old. Chris Godwin, yep. he's not in that conversation yep. with those guys. But we're going to talk to a, a young stud on the other side, our buddy mm-hmm, Brian mm-hmm. Backo of the Pittsburgh Post, because we'll get his opinion on some of these things. Uh, talk to him about Latrobe, some of the other things happening in Steelers' world as well. We'll talk to Mr. Backo when we return. You want to get involved in the conversation, you know where to get at us. Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler, it's the Steelers Blitz on SNR.